Hey, Article Clubbers, it's Mark. Hope you're having a good MLK weekend. Uh, as you know, this month we've been reading and discussing Gia Tolentino's The Tyranny of the Ideal Woman, and we've been getting some of our beginning thoughts out there. Thank you so much for those. Um, and so I was thinking, now that it's the second half of the month, uh, we can start digging a little deeper, um, challenging each other, connecting with each other, and going a little bit deeper in what Gia is saying. And so this week, um, to help with that going deeper, I figured I would go ahead and try to contact Gia Tolentino and see if she wanted to talk to us. And uh, I think you might know this, but she said yes, which is both great as well as incredibly nerve-wracking. You'll probably find out in a moment as I stumble over my words. So anyway, uh, that's what this podcast episode is all about. I called Gia up, uh, totally nervous, and this is how it got started. Gia? Yep. Yep, it was really Gia. Somehow I thought it would be somebody else, but it was really Gia. And in that moment, it hit me that... At some point, I was supposed to start asking her a few questions, uh, but this is what I said instead. First of all, is it okay to, to call you Gia? Sure. Yeah, of course. <laughs> okay, great. And with that, we were on a first-name basis and therefore best friends. Uh, anyway, I hope you enjoyed the interview. It's about 15 minutes long. I tried to ask some of our questions, but mostly failed. Uh, anyway, Gia was great. Um, and she does speak here to some of the questions and topics we've been considering. So here we go. It starts right at the first question. And please enjoy. Thank you. How did this piece even come to your head? Um, well, so I, I've got to say the, ver the version in The Guardian, I, I don't love it. I think that, um, like, I hate the headline. And I think that the one in the, like the, the version in the book, which is twice as long, I think is about twice as nuanced. So um, like I'll caveat it by saying that, but um, I think that, you know, there are just, there were just things, things I'd be going about my life in New York and there were just certain moments that made me feel like gave me this specific surreal feeling of like capitalist acceleration, like, you know, you just pass by like a chopped salad place and see these lines of people and see people eating robotically and making sandwiches. I mean, salads robotically, everything was just so efficient. Um, and then I would go to these exercise classes and feel the same thing, this sort of feeling that my body was a capital asset. Um, and it's just, you know, like overwhelmingly the message like so much of like the whole Silicon Valley drive for optimization was both, you know, attractive to me because, you know, it does, it is not like self-improvement is, you know, is great and punishing at the same time. And the, but the kind of reorganization of the economy around optimization was just something I was thinking about more and more. Did you get a sense about um, why now and for you, why now to write this piece and obviously to write the book? Well, I mean, I think it's, I think it's just increasingly an inevitable, like it's, it's a more and more ubiquitous part of culture. Um, I guess that's the why now, you know, it's just everywhere. And um, why me to write about it is because I'm interested in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, folks in the article club are debating already your conception of the ideal woman. Um, can you first say more about um, who that woman is? Yeah. So, you know, I mean, that woman is not my ideal woman. And I, you know, like to me, one of the kind of un like unfulfilled potentialities of feminism is to eradicate the need for an ideal, like this idea of an ideal woman at all. But I just mean like, this is just this, um, like this is the woman that these economy, that these economies are constructing. Like the ideal woman is the ideal woman from the point of view of capitalism. So somebody whose online presence can, you know, get a sort of like infinite engagement, someone who will enthusiastically partake in all of these optimization industries, who will treat like not just her body, but her entire existence as a, as like a money-making proposition as like, as an end in itself, as if that was sort of her reason, like a woman who would genuinely think that her, the purpose of being alive was to be sort of as beautiful as possible, as young looking for as long as possible, as admired by as many people as possible, as rich as possible. So an ideal from the point of view of the market. Yep. And so you mentioned young and rich. Um, do you feel like this woman has to be white or white adjacent? I don't think that she needs to be white. Um, but I think that the model, like I, I recently wrote a piece about what I call Instagram face which is this sort of generic face that all models on Instagram are getting now, like through plastic surgery. And it's a, it's a white face, but it's um, like ambiguously ethnic. It's like, you know, like the, the Emily Ratajkowski look basically. Yep. Um, and yeah, I mean like white whiteness has, I mean like even just at the level of, of white women having the access to the capital that allows the ideal woman to be produced, you know, is a big factor of it. Um, but I think that, you know, there is no sector of the population, like the, the population that's immune from this. I also think, you know, like there's, there's a version of this for gay men, right? Like it's, it's mostly just straight men that are off that don't, that haven't had this economy exactly put on them in that particular way. Yeah, one one of the members was talking about able-bodied as well, just because of the whole piece. About, oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then we have um, two women in the club who are also uh, mothers, and they wanted to ask, can the ideal woman really be a mom? I think that, yeah, I mean, there are plenty of versions, like, let's take like Gwyneth Paltrow, or like, you know, a Reese Witherspoon, or I mean, Kim Kardashian, right? I mean, she's made, she's made so much of her identity about being a mother now. But it's this sort of motherhood that doesn't really bear any reality to what motherhood with a normal amount of resources is like, you know, it's like you're a mother, but your body looks the way it did when you were a teenager. And, you know, like you don't actually have to take care of your kids, you know, like in order to avail yourself of all of these like kind of industries and possibilities, you can't be you can't be a your full time, like you can't be as occupied in caretaking and sort of basic, just like family maintenance as women who, like most normal women are. Or you can take advantage but of. But I think that motherhood is easily co-opted by, by all of this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Katie, who's in the club, wants to know: um, Do you think that we'll ever see a more diverse 
version, however you describe that, of the ideal woman. Is that possible or is it impossible given the forces? I think it's I think it's definitely possible. Um it's 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 also, you know, it's it's like I don't remember if this part is in the Guardian excerpt, but it's like it's sort of like the beauty standard itself has gotten more flexible in the last decade, but I'm not sure that I care about that, you know, even though I like I I recognize that it's good and, you know, I probably have benefited from it myself, but like, you know, like it's it's that basic feminist question of like more access to a bad system is not inherently rewarding, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's what we're talking about. Um, uh, a few women are asking, well, what if I'm not like that? Like, what if this doesn't relate to me? What does that basically, what does that mean for me right now? Mm, I think that's, I mean, so I think that, like, I, I don't personally feel endless pressure to, I mean, like, I wrote this, my, my main way of relating to this is that I exercise regularly and that makes me feel weird about sort of like optimizing my energy levels for capitalism, you know, but I also do it just so that my head's clear. Um, and that's my main way of relating to this. Like, I don't think, um, like it's, I was kind of writing, writing this from the point of view of, of the market, not necessarily the average woman. Like I'm not writing this, assuming that the average woman thinks about this, this construction of a woman or want certainly wants to be her, you know? Um, and plenty of people are shut out from participation of this realm for like lots of reasons, right? like disability or anything or, but I mean, yeah. So if it, if, if it has no bearing on someone's life, then, you know, hopefully that's for a, a reason that they've chose and then that's wonderful. Yeah. There were a few women though in the club who, one said that she's facing an existential crisis uh, because of this, you know, reading your pieces, figuring out where she's at in her life. She's in, I think, her mid to late 20s. And she's asking, like, so I don't exactly know what to do. Like, is it possible to resist this tyranny? I mean, I know that you don't really like the the title necessarily, but is it possible to resist? Yeah, certainly. I mean, I also think that like a lot of life right now is about just recognizing that certain contradictions won't be completely reconciled, you know, that like I am committed to feminism, but I live in a capitalist world. And I think those two things are basically at odds, but I can't change either, you know, um, like I can't change the structure of labor that, that does make it advantageous for me to have as much energy as possible all the time. Right. Or to whatever. So I mean, I do think it's possible to resist. I, I mean, I, I personally think of it in terms of, I mean, I just try to ask myself at any given moment, like, what am I free to do that I want to do? Like, what am I free to, re what am I free to reject? And what am I free to, what am I free to actually do? And what do I actually want? And why do I want it? And just kind of continually adjusting my behavior around that. Yeah, I mean, it seems like you're doing it now. And also in the piece, you talk about growing up in Texas, about how you sort of remained apathetic. You were eating your pizza and queso and cinnamon, uh, cinnamon yeah. rolls. I thought that was hilarious. But you were also a cheerleader. Like, at that time, you were also a cheerleader, too. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. like, 
it seems like you've been doing it all your life. And um, a lot of the folks in the article club also happen to be not just mothers, but also educators. And so like just dealing mm-hmm. and, and dealing with uh, teenagers all the time. All of that stuff. Oh, and, my God. And, yeah. I, and I know I mean, being a teenage girl under these systems would be so hard. Yeah, but it seems like they're doing it. I don't like it seems like they're doing it maybe even better than, you know, folks yeah, who are yeah. adults. But yeah, like, so is that your sense? It's just like you did it and you continue to do it. So women will continue to figure it out. I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess I think that like I rarely think about what other people should do, you know, because <laughs> yeah. it's like every all, everyone's trying their best. We will try our best whatever way we can. You know, it's like it feels so beyond my purview to be like someone should do any particular thing. You know, I think people would try to do what's best for them and they try to be good people. And like when those things are at odds, it's like that's where the interest, that's where everything interesting is, I think. And and I think like, I think all I was really trying to do with this essay is just to like hammer it out over and over again, like as much for myself as for anything that like, this kind of unspoken, you know, quasi-feminist idea that, like, the best, that, like, being beautiful is sort of important for feminist reasons, you know, and that, like, being successful is important for feminist reasons, and, like, being, and, and all these kind of implicit assumptions that, you know, we're kind of on this earth to, I, I said this in the article, but, like, to have this maximally attractive consumer existence, you know, like there's so many things that are, that kind of imply this so strongly that it's hard to, I I just wanted to put it out on the surface. Yeah. So at least it would stop seeming like, I'm just got so sick of this idea that taking care of yourself is inherently feminist, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, like the whole self care thing. Like I just, I basically just wanted to kind of put this frustration of mine out in the open and hope that it was useful in some way. But I had no, like, if it's useful to anyone, I have no idea how it will be. Like, we don't have to be improving, you know? I mean, because it's one thing, like, you get taught, starting with, like, teen magazines as a girl, like, you're always supposed to be making your hair shinier, you're always supposed to be making your skin clearer, you know, all this shit. And I think that, like, it's really, the message is not really available to women that, like, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to be getting prettier with time. You don't have to make your body better. You don't have to eat better. You just do whatever the fuck you want, you know? Yeah. Like you, it can be, it can be just as valuable to stay in the same place and not improve and have, you know, like spend the energy taking care of yourself, taking care of the people around you that instead of letting your attention be used by the market, you can let it be unmonetized and used to better ends. I kind of have reached a point with, it's like, I mean, I am definitely vain and interested in, you know, looking pretty, but I decided a long time ago that like, like I don't, I have no interest in getting prettier and prettier. Like I, I want to be like nice looking so that people like, I, I want to be like, I think about it like the feeling when I see a friend and I think she's pretty and I'm happy to look at her face, you know, across the dinner table it's like I like I just decided a long time ago that that's what I want for myself. Like I want to be, I want, like I want to be to feel that kind of pretty, and nothing else. And like I don't give a shit about anything else. And like I think that was for me how I like dealt with all of this. I was like, 
you don't have to get better looking like you, you know, and, and even so, like I still have a desire to be pretty in there, but it's just the idea that like, you don't have to get better at anything ever. Yeah. Thank you. If you don't want to. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, thank you. I want to honor and respect your time. Uh, thank you so much. I have one last question for you, if that's all right. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. We we want to know very basically uh, what are you up to today? Like, what's the rest of a Gia Talentino day like? Oh, I'm just working. <laughs> I've been in my house all day working. I had to do a photo shoot this morning, which I like hate, you know. But um, but it was, you know, it was fine. So I've just been in my apartment writing. I'm writing about that um, Netflix cheerleading documentary. I watched it. Yeah, yeah, I literally haven't. It's so good, right? It's really. There's so many layers. I know, but it was nice and short. Like, I'm glad they didn't drag it out, but. When do I you have, literally when, haven't left my apartment, but I'm, I'm about to. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you got to get it done. When does it do? I'm going to try to file it tomorrow morning. Wow, that's amazing. Cool. Yeah. Well, again, thank you so much. Uh, we're obviously super fans. And thank you so much for saying yes to this. It's really, yeah, really thank you for, Of course. Yeah. Have, yeah. have a good day. Have a great day writing. Thank you. And that's it. Thank you so much for listening and hope you enjoyed it. And I also hope that you feel inspired to share your thoughts in our ongoing discussion over at articleclub.org. Have a great weekend, everybody.